1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
5: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, December 20th. It was a rough watch on Monday Night Football last night. And this is the time of the year where you know there are bad teams and you don't really want to waste your valuable time around the holidays watching bad teams no cap, as my son likes to say. I went to Costco. I know braving the Costco lines in December Christmas week sounds dangerous, but they had so many workers there. And by the way, I, I've been going to Costco regularly, at least every month, maybe every six weeks for a while. I, it's one of my favorite stores out there. And I did not even notice that they had self-checkout. like They have it like Target and some grocery stores. Self-checkout at Costco. I was like, when did you guys open this? He's like... I think it was 2020. I was like, how did I not notice? I'm so locked in when I go to Costco. You know, head down, earbuds in, and I'm just buzzing through the aisles getting my stuff. It was a little tough, uh, Costco. Watching the game on my phone, listening to it, and navigating the aisles, you know, these slow uh, Christmas week people. Um, I I can't deal with the slow shopping cart. I'm in and out, try to be under like 30 minutes, and, um, you know, watching the game, and I'm like, "This, this is terrible football this is baker mayfield reality not you know everybody thinks oh maybe baker has a chance with the rams no he had two drives that's it against a garbage raiders defense garbage total garbage the one that yeah the same garbage that mac jones had no clue how to solve none whatsoever and i should probably add that bill belichick had zero faith in letting mac jones try to solve the raiders on sunday but i digress So I'm like watching this and I'm like, what am I doing wasting my time? And I instantly, I'm not even kidding. This is real. This is, you know, me being honest with you guys. I stopped watching the game on my phone and I started listening to a book on tape. Um, If you guys remember last week's guest, Preston Johnson, he had that health scare and he recommended a book that, listen, I'm not gonna lie. It's a little bit heavy at the beginning. It's, I, I asked myself multiple times, what are you doing listening to this? My wife has read it. She was not all that impressed. I asked her, like, is it get more or does it get less depressing than this? I was texting with Preston. He's like, no, you got to get through that tough part. And then it got really good, like quickly. And it's called The Midnight Library. If you missed that episode, you know, go back and listen to it. Preston is uh, speaking from the heart. He had a health thing that, uh, and he said this book helped him get through it. I'm not going through a health thing. I just thought it was a good book to listen to. And um, I kind of leaned into some of these dark, uh books articles I don't know why um I don't have a fascination with death or anything but this book is about death and it's it's pretty interesting anyway so I start listening to that at Costco and next thing I know uh Aaron Jones finally scores a touchdown yes uh cuz you know I'm texting with a bunch of people about about the game and fantasy and gambling and I actually had no money on the game Packers Rams but I thought about doing an in-game bet when the Packers went up, and I'm like, no, you want to bet the dog. Obviously, the NFL is so crazy. Uh, Favorites have been winning, but underdogs have been covering. And so I thought about coming in when the Rams, I think they were down 13-3 or something. I was like, okay, maybe I come in uh, with the Rams, and then I decided against it, and it was smart because actually it was 17-6 in the third and then Jones got his touchdown twenty four six and was like, you know, it's it's over. There's there's no hope. I'm not I'm not getting involved with this crap game. And and folks, and then I'm not gonna lie. I looked at the Christmas schedule because they kept saying on the on the telecast Packers run Christmas Day huge game against the Dolphins. And I look it up. I'm like, okay, kind of an interesting game, but let's be real, guys. I looked at this Christmas lineup. It's like not very good in the NFL, and. The larger point is, and this is probably gonna surprise some people, and we'll get to it shortly, the NBA lineup is better than the NFL lineup on Christmas Day. Now I know the NFL numbers are gonna blow away the NBA numbers and people are gonna be like, what's the number one sport? Oh, you know, two, four, and ten teams, blah, blah, blah. Like that, these are dumb people. Don't don't waste your time listening to this. It's low-hanging fruit that they pick at all the time. Yes, the NFL, which has 17 regular season games, those games matter infinitely more than a sport that has 82 regular season games. That's obvious. Just same deal with baseball. 162 games. Yeah, go look at a singular game. Nobody's watching. They're just not. So NFL games, they all matter, even if it's bad teams, because guess what? Money, fantasy, and I'll, I'm just going to quickly go through the Christmas lineup for you, right? Packers at Dolphins, is moderately interesting. Obviously, Miami's fighting for a playoff spot. Packers have a losing record, but mathematically, they're not eliminated. Listen, I don't think the Packers are good, but you can make the case, wait a sec, everybody loved this Packers defense coming into the season. They had five sacks last night, nine quarterback hits. Are are they rounding a corner? Did they finally wake up in December knowing, hey, we gotta win games if we wanna get to the playoffs? Are, Are the Packers suddenly... The team we thought maybe they could be? Or no, this is just about how shitty the Rams are. I mean, think about this. Last week, the Rams were able to come back with Baker Mayfield beat the Raiders. A, that was at home. Yes, I know Baker had just got to the team like 48 hours earlier. But they essentially had two drives and that was it. That's it. They did nothing for the first 52 minutes of the game. So then they come out against the Packers on the road Christmas week. 156 total yards of offense, 3.6 yards per play, and for the game, this is not a, this is not made up, 13 first downs. I think, I'm not 100% sure, that the Steelers had that many first downs on one drive against Carolina. And I know you're going to laugh and say that's impossible. I, I didn't look it up, I was mostly joking, but the Steelers had the longest drive of the season by any team against Carolina. A 21-play drive against Carolina and and that's all the Rams could muster 13 first downs and I'm sure a lot of them came down 24-6 and the Rams were eliminated from playoff contention I get it we know this for weeks they're not a good watch they also are playing on Christmas Day now yes Green Bay Miami is by far the best game Aaron Rodgers against Tua there's still an indictment against Tua although he was good in Buffalo but he's coming home after the three games on the road My early lean in that game, by the way, is the Packers. Um, I I think I'll have some data from Fox later this week about teams after a three-game road trip when they come home. I know the thought is, oh, they're finally home. Usually there's a slow start. Oh, oh, we're at home. Yes, thank goodness. Can't wait to get home. I would look at Packers' first half, but again, I'll wait wait to get the data uh, later in the week.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: So that game is, is the best game. After that, a game that looked incredible on paper back in the preseason. Like the NFL schedule mavens were like, yes, we have a good one. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Visit the defending Super Bowl champion, Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Again, that looks amazing on paper in August. It's like, I can't wait. Christmas Day. Russell Wilson against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be Brett Rippon against Baker Mayfield, it looks like. I don't think Russ is going to be coming back from the concussion. I mean, I guess there's a chance. But the reality is these are two Bad four and ten football teams. There is nothing on the line. The Denver Broncos have no fantasy football players. If you are decent at fantasy and still in the playoffs, there ain't no shot you got any Rams on the team. So this game has zero. Like, if you're gambling on this game, like please seek help. And I'm not kidding. You know, you guys hear the ads, uh DraftKings ads on the podcast where you can literally get free money and and bet. Um Seek help if you are actively thinking you have an edge in Brett Ripon versus Baker Mayfield. Like, there, there's nothing there. Just stop. The night game, again, on paper in August, Tom Brady and the Bucks, Super Bowl contenders. They visit Arizona. Kyler Murray, they just made the playoffs. Will Arizona make the next step from playoff team to Super Bowl contender? Again, it sounded awesome in August. It's now the 6-8 and eight Tampa Bay Bucks with a coach, Todd Bowles, who looks like he could be in trouble, an offensive coordinator, Byron Lefkowitz, who's not getting along with Tom Brady, and Arizona, who might be starting, in all seriousness, Trace McSorley. If you missed it on Sunday, Arizona played Denver. Nobody watched that game. It was barely ever on red zone because it was awful. Colt McCoy got a concussion. Trace McSorley, the former Penn State quarterback, comes in. And the numbers are, oh my gosh. You thought Desmond Ritter's 13 for like 26 for 97 yards was bad? Trace McSorley, 7 for 15, 95 yards, two interceptions. And it's weird. Anytime I caught a glimpse of that game, Trace McSorley was running for his life. He was trying to make a play happen because he did not look like he had any clue how to run that offense. Uh, Listen, I I like Cliff Kingsbury. I'm rooting for him. This is a tall, tall order for Cliff Kingsbury to even win another game this season with McSorley. Bottom line, are you watching Tom Brady against Trace McSorley? Like, what? why? Now, the worst part of these games are Saturday's lineup is so good that you're like, oh, kind of footballed out. Like even I, Sunday's NFL slate was incredible. One of the most memorable days of football combined with the World Cup that I'll ever forget. I think it was probably the best Sunday of the season. Two walk-off defensive touchdowns. Come on, guys. And I just wonder if Sunday the appetite's going to be, you know what, I watched football all day yesterday. He had some probably some good games. I, I'm going to pack it. I, I don't need any Trace McSorley or Brett Rippon. In my life. And I just wonder. Because I looked at the NBA schedule. And it's a weird spot for the NBA. Because. You know. The casual fans. Don't totally tune in. To the NBA in like October, November, December. They just don't. And this December and November. It's been especially bleak. And I don't have any data to back it up. But with the World Cup monopolizing warnings. I got to be honest, usually I'll wake up, look at box scores, look at highlights on YouTube, anything that I might have missed. I haven't been doing that during the World Cup. It's been like, oh, I'm gambling on Ecuador, Qatar. You know, <laughs> let me get my bets in. And it's 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 been tough for the NBA. Like there's probably a lot of people who are tuning into the NBA on Christmas Day saying, all right, we are, what, 30 games in. Uh, let's see how teams are doing. And there's probably some people who check out opening week. Obviously, they hype it, but remember, MLB postseason still going on. College football is in full swing, and come November, like college football games start to matter. NFL, you're starting to get some separation from the pack, and so NBA, it's just like it. it it's just tough. And listen, this again, I'm going to hammer this point home. There are 82 NBA games in a regular season. 82. It's a lot for anybody to devour. I'm. Mean, you guys know I try to play basketball as often as I can. I, we just signed up, by the way, I think I told you guys. We signed up for that league that we just won last uh, fall. For those who might have missed it, we do have a lot of new listeners now since uh, joining the Herd in August. At any rate, we joined a league in, in Torrance, which is in the South Bay, and we didn't know like what the competition level was going to be. So there's an A league, which is like young guys who probably played high school, some college and then there's the B League, which is like you know weekend warrior types. So we sign up in the B League. We got an awesome team. Um, we go nine and one. I'll tell you about the loss in a sec. If you missed that podcast, nine and one. We steamroll in the playoffs, win both games by twenty, and uh, win the championship. There. If you go to my Instagram or my Twitter, one of them. There's a video. Yes, we we got a college kid to follow us around in the playoffs and get video. It's kind of fun. Kind of fun. If you're into that sort of thing. Yes, I know it's nerdy. I don't care, people. Listen, man. You got to take the wins where you can get them. Anyway, we we the, the one game we lost. So the, the two, we started we joined the league and we I think our second game was against the defending champs and we smacked them by like 40. I'm not even kidding. It was never close. And the team we were playing the next week was The game after us. So they come in and see this. They're like, oh my gosh, this team is good. So they go out and get a ringer. Now they got like a, you know, like a 48-year-old dude who uh, is, I mean, this is like a 6'4 guy who's built. He clearly was like a, you know, a player back in the day. He's obviously not as great as he once was. But he has like a, a, a girlfriend who has a son or something like that. At any rate, this is a junior college kid so they pick him to come play against us. And I see him in the warm-ups. I'm like, holy shit, this is this Anthony Edwards? And this guy literally was like 6'5", built like a tank, and on the like right out the gate on the first possession, he takes our best wing defender right to the rim for like a finger roll lay in and one. And I was like, oh, we got some problems. And this guy had like thirty seven points. He had a he got a stole a pass. it was a pass of mine. And went in, you know, uncontested, reverse dunk. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Anyways, in the second half, we had a better strategy to just deny him the ball. I was chiefly behind it. Just denied him the ball all around the court. Tried to not let him get it. We made a comeback. Ended up losing by, like, four or five. Our only loss of the season. And if you're wondering, where was this ringer the rest of the season? Well, the team was, like, so excited. But then they asked the guy, hey, the championships are in August. He's like, oh, I got to go back. I'm playing in, uh, junior college ball in, like, Arizona, I think it was. So they're like, oh, well, you're not going to be here for the playoffs. Forget it. So he never came to another game. And uh, we ended up rolling the league. At any rate, we just signed up to play in the next level up league. And we have we made a couple roster additions. Not that you guys care. Uh, but one of the guys is incredible. Uh, and another guy's very, very, very good. Way, they're both way better than me. But at any rate, I, I guess my point is I'm a huge basketball guy. Before I got the Herd. Over the summer I was playing I organized a pickup game at the at the former Clippers facility and we were playing Tuesday and Thursday like I was playing basically 3 or 4 days a week of hoops it was it was one of the best summers that I've had as like uh just having fun since I was like in college and didn't have a job one summer it was awesome I love basketball I'm not watching the NBA every night I can't I have a family <laughs> you know yeah listen I, I'm sure there's some single guys out there listening Hey, uh, pro tip, you can't watch Charlotte and Indiana on a Tuesday night and expect to have a marriage and and kids and a social life and be active. You just can't. It's impossible. So I'm not watching the NBA nightly. I'm, yes, checking it out. I'm watching YouTube highlights, and when games are on, they're in the background, and I'm obviously watching as much Lakers as I can, but it's tough. So what's going to happen on Christmas Day is a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Sixers Knicks. They almost have the same record. Are the Sixers not good? Well, Harden missed a lot of time, and Bede missed some time. The Sixers are rounding into form, but the Knicks are actually playing well. I thought Thibodeau would have been gone. He survived. Brunson's thriving. Like that's a good game. It, unfortunately, it's up against Miami and uh Packers. So Sixers Knicks on TV too. Lakers Mavs is a Potentially great game. Let's see if LeBron plays. He took the night off last night. I I, got to assume he's going to play on Christmas Day. No Anthony Davis. He's out for a month. LeBron versus Luka. Basically the goat versus the guy who's got next. This would make a great Western Conference Finals. It would be like LeBron is Messi and Luka is Mbappe. Oh, yeah, there's a World Cup reference because I'm going through withdrawals. Um, That's a great matchup. Although the Mavs are under 500, which stinks. Then the best matchup is Bucks-Celtics. Uh, essentially, for the people who haven't paid attention to the NBA, the two best teams in the league this year. It's not really close, I don't think. After that, Grizzlies-Warriors, no Steph Curry stinks, but they had a great series last year. There's a lot of bad blood between John Morant and and the Warriors. It could be interesting. But again, no Curry. So for me, it's like, I'll check out Jordan Poole because I'm a fan of his work. And the nightcap is Suns-Nuggets which might be the Western Conference Finals. And again, nobody cares about the Denver Nuggets in December. Okay, It's just a fact. Denver Nuggets fans listen to the podcast. That's not a slight. That's just reality. Jokic, by the way, had a 40-27-10 triple-double this week. I'm not even making that up. 40-27-10. He, the guy, he's really good. But if you go listen to that Preston podcast we did um, last week, Victor Wembenyama, or Jokic, I would definitely trade Jokic for the number one pick in a heartbeat. You'll know, Give me Wembenyama all day.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings.
1: Tire ratings and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash Colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
6: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for.
6: Or the perfect table.
3: Hey, where are you? Coming!
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: I'm kind of excited for Christmas Day NBA. It's like a double win, right? You get the NBA. You get the NFL. You get presents. You get family. You get, I don't know, if I can find a third TV, maybe I'll put the U-Log on it. I kind of like the U-Log. When we were back living in Pennsylvania, we would actually light the fireplace. And that was like one of my most fun crowning moment achievements every Christmas. Making sure we got logs because, you know, it would snow in Pennsylvania all the time. So you had to bring the logs into the garage like days before. Make sure, you know, get their thawed out and ready to go more than days before. You know what I'm saying? And we would have it all ready to go and just keep the fireplace lit all day. Poking and prodding. It's just exciting. I love a good fireplace. Out here in L.A., don't quite have that. Um, so I'm excited for that. I think the biggest news, and it's weird, I should have opened with the biggest news, I'm closing with it, is the Jalen Hurts situation. Um, no, I'm not talking about the J.C. Jackson arrest. Chargers fans, clearly not happy. Uh, it doesn't look yet like it's bad. I guess we'll find out. There's no real details. It was a nonviolent arrest, whatever that means. But I think the biggest news in the NBA, I'm sorry, biggest news in the NFL is this Jalen Hurts injury to his shoulder. Now, the details seem very, very suspect. We don't know what the injury is. And I say it's suspect because if you guys saw the early reports Monday, it was like out of the blue some random reporter from like Delaware or Trenton. I don't know. Some small reporter was saying that Jalen Hurts has a broken collarbone and he's out for the season. And it was like, whoa, I instantly went to go to bet the game. It was off the board. I then went to go bet futures. They were off the board. So it's like, oh, well, that stinks. Obviously from the gambling and obviously to lose Jalen Hurts. Then it comes out. What's Here's the interesting part. That report was out for like 15 minutes and then it almost instantly you have Rappaport and Schefter chiming in. It is a sprained shoulder, but it is his throwing shoulder and his availability is in question. Now, Again, I don't want to be a conspiracy theory guy, but let's be realistic here. Bad, bad, bad news about the broken collarbone is quickly rebutted with sprained throwing shoulder. Okay? Hmm. Hertz did not leave the game against the Bears when he injured the sprained shoulder. According to a report, it occurred at the end of the third quarter when he was driven to the ground by uh, some linemen for the Bears after a run. He stayed on the ground, but continued playing through for 315 yards, two touchdowns, including that incredible bomb to A.J. Brown down the sideline, which I thought was going to blow up the cover. Um, Obviously, Justin Fields came back in and, and got the cover for us, which was outstanding. But it's interesting. How serious of a sprain throwing shoulder is this? Is this just like a black and blue thing? Or or let's be real, is there some gamesmanship happening? Or is it worse than led on to? But they don't want to announce he's out because this is a massive game. It then in the interim, the Cowboys will have to prepare for Gardner Minshew, who I don't believe has thrown a pass this season, or maybe he hasn't thrown a pass with outside of garbage time. I mean, preparing for Jalen Hurts, who had 17 carries on Sunday, and again, I think (laughs) at some point the Eagles have to get hip to, listen, when the Bills rode Josh Allen last year, they saved his running for the second half of the season so he would be fresh for the playoffs. They weren't running him in September. Jalen Hurts has been running the damn ball all season. Now, part of it seems to be that they want to get Jalen Hurts the MVP, which is fine, I get that. They want to break the Cam Newton record for most rushing touchdowns. I get all that, but you guys know that the postseason is going to be a much tougher test than facing some of these garbage teams like, no disrespect, Chicago, but the Bears, who stink. Jalen Hurts, in the season opener, carried it 17 times. October 2nd, 16 carries. They needed it against Jacksonville. October 9th, 15 carries against Arizona. Now, what happened after that is they definitely dialed it back. He didn't have double-digit carries again until, guess what? They needed it. Indianapolis. 16 carries. Then there was the Green Bay game. And this is where, this is why I'm thinking it's about, kind of about the MVP. Spotlight game, island game, Packers. 17 carries, 157 yards. Blowouts, he didn't carry it much. They needed it against Chicago. The Bears were plucky. 17 carries, 61 yards. So that is now one, two, three, four, five, six games with 15 or more carries for your quarterback. Quarterback. Very risky, man. And here's the worst part 17 carries against the Bears. If it's close against the Cowboys, it's probably going to be another 15, assuming Jalen Hurts even plays. So. If you're Dallas, you've got to prepare for Hurts, who, let's see how he did in the in the opener. Against Dallas, he did not have a great game, actually. 15 or 25, buck 55, two touchdowns. That was the game where Cooper Rush had three picks, I think. And Dallas, Hurts uh, ran nine times 27 yards against Dallas, so they didn't use it a lot. But this is also a little nerve-wracking for Hurts. Besides the runs, the Bears had 13 quarterback hits on him. Thirteen! He's taken 184 quarterback contacts this season, third most behind Fields and Daniel Jones. Those guys are not going to the playoffs. Those guys, well, Daniel Jones does not really have a future with the Giants. He's going to be a career backup somewhere. Fields is young, and he's all the Bears have. I I do worry that the Eagles are, like, trying to sustain this greatness, and they're looking to peak too early. I'll be honest. If they beat the Cowboys this weekend, I'll win or lose. They got the two-game edge. I would actually consider shutting Hertz down after he gets the record. He's got the MVP sewn up. You don't need to risk him injury because, if, well, I guess if you get the bye, you get the extra week, but you're still looking at two wins and then the Super Bowl, and one of those games is almost certainly going to be against San Francisco, which, for my money, is the hardest-hitting team in the NFC. There's a chance Dallas will have to go through—I'm sorry, Philadelphia will have to go through Dallas— which is a tough defense, aggressive, attacking the quarterback, and San Francisco. That's a; a those are the two best defenses in the NFC that are uh, not Philadelphia. So there's going to be a tough road for Jalen Hurts. I, listen, I, I'm a believer in Gardner Minshew to the point, and I'm burying this 25 minutes into the pod that I did take the six with the Eagles on the road in Dallas. Um. I think they I think they will be live for sure to win the game whether it's Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts. Um frankly, I don't think it's a big deal if they if they rest Hurts. Now I do worry if it's something serious and they're just trying to cover it up. You know, if he's at a month, they still get the bye. I don't I, I mean can the Niners pass them for the bye? I don't think so. I think the Eagles have the bye not locked up, but they have definitely have the inside track. I'm hopeful for Philly. Listen, Philadelphia, San Fran in the NFC title game would be awesome with healthy quarterbacks, Jimmy G and Jalen Hurts. And then in the AFC, you guys heard me Monday. I'm starting to have some doubts about this Chiefs defense. It might have just been that the Chiefs and Bills did not cover for me. That might have been part of it. But those defenses just look very suspect. You know who's got the better defense than either of those two? Cincinnati Bengals. All right, that's all for today. Talk to you tomorrow.
2: it gives me a lot of hope. If you
3: liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9.
2: Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as
3: part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.
0: to start listening.